Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This episode of the Candlestick Kids is brought to you by Bet Online. All eyes are back on the gridiron as teams are back for another football season. And as always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all pro and college football action this season. With the new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, Bet Online continues to be your number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use the mobile app and sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus. On your first deposit, don't forget to use the promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, BELIEVE to receive your bonus. For football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet Online, where the game starts. What up, PTK Potters? Welcome back to the program. I'm your host, Sky Glosco. This is another episode of the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Football Podcast. This is episode 479. I am joined by the other Benavides. Y'all are used to hearing Chris on this episode last week. Uh, Bob took over. We swapped out a little bit here with Chris, but I am back and I'm jumping in here with my man, Alex, the other half of the Benavides crew. And so happy to have you. I guess one third, right? Would that be more accurate there? So happy to have you on, man. Another um, crew member of the Commish Pod, and I was digging through the archives, and I had made a, a a comment moons ago, months ago, when you came on, and I said something like, "Oh, it's great to have you on for the first time, Alex." <laughs> and it wasn't your first time. Yeah. However, I'm pretty confident here. This is your first time, you and me solo. Is that correct? That is very much correct. Yes, it is. I'm. Uh, thanks. Thanks for having me on, buddy. Right on, man. Very stoked to have you back in. Uh, you're another baseball cat here. You, me, and Jordan um, are the baseball heads as well. Chris, of course, too, and other people. Uh, you're a Bo Sox guy, so wishing you all the best. Unfortunately, my Giants uh, didn't didn't hang long enough. However, they were supposed to be the fourth-ranked team in the NL West, their own division, yeah. and coming out with the best record in baseball. I'll take that this week. And uh, I'm a huge Braves fan for the next about three days, so uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens there, man. But happy to have you on. Chris is out. Alex is in. We are going to break down the week seven game previews, and then we're going to peace out just for a minute. We're going to come back and break down those TCK pod roster rundowns as well. So if you're jumping in the comment section tonight, live on Facebook, Twitch, Twitter, or YouTube, feel free to jump in here with any of your start sit questions for week seven or any trade talk as well. I know that's hot. We got six teams on by this week so a lot of momentum here the pittsburgh steelers buffalo bills los angeles chargers jacksonville jaguars minnesota vikings and dallas cowboys all on a buy alex it's a lot of names quickly how are you handling this bipocalypse by nato whatever you call it it's pretty nuts man we were talking pre-show here how are you handling the 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 buy nutso here i mean i think the thing is right now it's uh it's kind of hard to handle this situation uh especially for me personally i mean I have a lot of players on bye weeks, and it's just extremely hard to manage th- this situation. Um, depending on how your roster is, is shaped up, you can only hold so many people. And if you have a bunch of studs on your team, you can't drop them. So now you have to look elsewhere, maybe kind of trade some guys to gain some guys uh, in value. 
So right now it's it's uh, definitely hitting teams hard, especially because of the lack of running backs that are out there um, that are trying to maybe fit your roster. Now, you're the second biggest Justin Herbert fan on this podcast, and I'm sure you have him in a lot of your leagues. How are you handling this quarterbacks, man? I mean, Big Ben Roethlisberger, at least a super flex start. Josh Allen, Justin Herbert. And, you know, say what you want about Trevor Lawrence so far, but a super flex play at least. Kirk Cousins has been absolutely on fire, and Dak Prescott. That's four at least and six playable options here at quarterback. Who are some of the streaming quarterbacks just off the top that you've had to play this week to fill up some of those spots? Um, so right now I'm, I'm looking at Daniel Jones. It's kind of tough. Taylor Heineke. Uh, not the sexiest picks in the world. I mean, Daniel Jones came back to earth last week. And um, Taylor Heineke, I mean, he's not the, the greatest the greatest quarterback, but it's someone who can definitely do the job where they're going to be throwing a lot. So it's kind of one of those situations where you kind of look for the quarterback who has honestly the worst defense, in, in my <laughs> opinion. It, it really is because you need someone with that volume. Yep, you're looking. you're looking for the – Looking for the options, looking for the best matchups. I agree yeah. with you there. All right, man. Well, we do have those six teams on by that makes basically three games worth of content out the window. Last week, of course, we had four teams on by. They are back. The 49ers, Saints, Jets, and Falcons back in play. We got six off this week. So let's dive right into it, man. We're going to skip, of course, Thursday night football happening currently during our broadcast tonight and podcast listeners um, on the back end. Of course, you know the results already. So we'll stay away from Thursday night football Bucky and Bob already previewed that one, but let's jump right in here to the Sunday morning slate, and we'll start off with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Chicago Bears. Bears are three and three, Bucks five and one, 12 and a half point favorites. It's a double digit favorite every single week for the Bucks. Alex, I've said this every podcast we've done this. These are college like spreads. This is insane. You never, you might see this occasionally in the NFL. But the yeah. Bucks have had a double-digit spread, I think, in like four of six games or something on this year. And on top of that, they cover it every single time. It's been insane. Over-under only 47, which means the implied point total for the Bears is like 20 points. Not looking good. Quick digression, and I would love for you to rep this yourself because I rep it for you every single week. So everyone knows about the Commish Fantasy Football Podcast now, and of course your brother's on every week with uh, Chris here repping it but you run the commish bet side with des and i listen to it every single week i love it it's great content you guys are fucking hilarious a b it's great content you do more of the betting we're not a big betting show but can you break down what the commish bets episode actually is and where people can find it yeah so you can find uh the commish bets on on all podcast platforms uh so basically it's it's me and desmond just kind of having a good time and, and looking at it not as like an analytical aspect of you have a lot of other pod, pod betting podcasts more analytical we kind of look at it from just the the people's eye view as far as you know what we think what we're looking at people that are injured how that affects both teams and yeah i mean we just have a good time we break through every single game that's going on over under spreads um money line straight and it, it's basically we kind of just fall off each other we have a great time I love it, man. It's it's uh, excellent. You guys are obviously longtime friends, and it shows yeah. through the podcast, so it's a lot of fun. So, all right, well, let's digress here. If you want to add in some betting tips, please do so for the listeners who are interested. Yeah. But just straight up, man, let's talk fantasy here from the Bears and the Buccaneers here. Damian Williams still needs to pass the COVID protocols. 
If not, it's going to be uh, Khalil Herbert, again, who had a great game in his place. Looks like Darnell Mooney is the number one here, not Allen Robinson. And A.B. hopefully can play, but he's got an ankle sprain. Gronk probably still out in this game as well. So some of our notable players aren't necessarily a guarantee here in this game. Yeah, so uh, I was actually – you said Gronk is not, not a guarantee, but I actually read a report uh, saying that Bruce Arians is – Gronk is coming close to playing on Monday night. But obviously, I mean – Okay, great. Uh, ready, for, ready for the football. Um, but obviously, you don't want to kind of bank on that as far as if you're a Gronk shareholder. As far as A.B., I mean, you kind of just want to hold him, obviously, with a uh, grain of salt and kind of if he plays, he plays. You definitely got to play him. Uh, as far as the Bears, I've said this once, I've said this twice, I'll say it again. They are the most stressful team to freaking watch. It, it, I've never seen anything like it. Al Robinson right now, you can probably drop him. It's not even worth it. It's kind of stupid to think about, but he still has that it factor because he's he's actually a really good wide receiver. So the best cornerbacks are going to be on him. Now that makes, obviously, Darnell Mooney. I mean that the second best, sec, technically the second best guy on that team, but right now Justin Fields is targeting him a lot. Um, as far as this, as far as the spread, like you said, I think the 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 Bucks are going to cover that easily. You still got Tampa Tom. You still got that defense. It's not even going to be close. Are you are you willing to play Justin Fields this week? Now in a super flex, you're going to have to because as we just said, six startable quarterbacks are out. So in super flex, you have to. Single quarterback leagues, though, are you willing to stream him this week? Absolutely not. Nope. Absolutely not. All right. <laughs> okay, let's move on here. So we do pickums every week. Now again, I know you and Des do a lot of the. You do a lot of spreads. You do a lot of covers, over unders. You can get fancy with us if you'd like to, uh, but. We usually do do a straight up who's winning the game. This one seems easy. Give me your pick. Bears, Bucks. Bucks, hands down. Bucks, big time. I agree. Let's move on here to the Washington football team and the Green Bay Packers. This one here, Washington comes in two and four, surprisingly. Thought they were going to be a dominant defense. They are not at all. The Packers, five and one, ho-hum, no surprises there. They haven't done it very pretty. Aaron Rodgers not lighting up the league this year, but they're getting the wins. That's all that matters, ultimately. Packers, eight and a half. Point favorites at home over under 49 in this game. Jair Alexander missed last week. Going to miss again this week, most likely with a shoulder injury. That's good for Terry McLaurin. But Antonio Gibson, Terry McLaurin, and Ricky Seals-Jones all did not practice Wednesday. They did practice limited on Thursday. Keep an eye on them on Friday for their status. All those guys should end up playing this week. I like that for the offense for the Washington football team. And, of course, on the other side, you got Adams, Rodgers, and Jones, you're playing them every week. Any surprises here for Washington and Green Bay? Um, not really. I mean, the only big surprise here, I mean, we're going into week seven, but it's not a surprise. Washington's football team's defense is not playing as well as what people expected, and that's kind of – it's showing. And the narrative going into this year was Ryan Fitzpatrick was going to be the quarterback, but obviously that's not happening. Taylor Heineke is – uh, and as far as Antonio Gibson, I mean, he's been an absolute, for me personally, a letdown. The main factor is because he's had one big play that's kind of set him aside from having a terrible week to a great week. Mm -hmm. Now, if I'm a shareholder of Gibson, I, I would personally kind of trade him off. I know Eric, mm -hmm. if he's listening, he's been trying to trade off Gibson 
since week freaking four. So, <laughs> you know, if you, if you want to hold him, then go ahead. But I'm advising to, to trade him because if you look at his stats, I mean, he's, he's 15 for 33 yards and then one big massive play that just, like I said, sets him aside. And I'm not, uh, I'm not too confident in kind of starting him because of just that sheer reason. And obviously on the Green Bay side, I mean, you have Devontae Adams, you have Aaron Jones, Robert Tunyon. I mean, this possibly could be the game where he goes, has a decent game, but I still wouldn't be uh, too excited to start him. Yeah, I agree. How do you feel about J.D. McKissick if uh, Antonio Gibson is limited in this game at all? Oh, I mean, at this point, I think you have to start him. I, I would feel good on starting him considering the amount of running backs that are hurt. Okay, I agree. Who's your pick in this one here, man? Washington, Green Bay, Green Bay at home. I'm going to go Green Bay. Green Bay as well. Back-to-back home wins. All right, let's move on to the Chiefs and the Titans. Chiefs surprisingly 3-3. Three and three. Titans 4-2. and two. Huge win against the Buffalo Bills. Chiefs come in five-and-a-half road favorites. That's interesting to me. If we're doing covers talk, I'm going to take the, Chief, the Titans to cut into that personally. I might take the Titans straight up. We'll find out in a minute. 57 and a half over under huge massive game here can the Chiefs slow down King Henry that's the question and do we trust and believe in AJ Brown now completely shut out in the first half comes back with nine targets in the second half Julio Jones gets another hamstring issue even if he plays I'm not interested in him unfortunately it's Tannehill it's Henry and it's AJB on the Titans side and of course you know your Chiefs Darrell Williams had a great game last week uh, with two tutties filling in for CEH there. Kelsey Hill and Mahomes, you got to play them on that side as well. Chiefs and Titans. Yeah, so I'm, I'm not sure if people have looked at the amount of attempts that Derrick Henry has averaged, but in four games, he's had over, I believe, 30 attempts in, in, in four games, and that is absolutely stupid, or as I should say, banana land. To- I love it. <laughs> to, to think about 30 freaking attempts imagine this man just running at you 30 times it, it's especially with this swiss cheese chiefs offense it's not going to be good for them and for this i'm going to kind of bring it back to the bet side for this over and under i'm going to say 57 and a half i'm going to say the under with 57 and a half granted both defense aren't good but this is going to be a derrick henry game mm-hmm. it, it's going to be a play action aj brown derrick henry I mean, I can see the the Chiefs losing this. They're having a lot of turnovers that just really, as far as the previous years, hasn't happened to them. And right now we're starting to see this, and they can't come back from it. And the Chiefs aren't – the only way that the Titans can win this game, in my opinion, is if they keep the Chiefs off of the field, obviously. They do not have the defense, right? Neither one of these teams has the defense but the Chiefs have the offense if they're clicking. I agree it's going to be King Henry. So who are you going to go with in this one, man? This game is in Tennessee. Chiefs five-and-a-half favor. I think you and I both would actually take the Titans to chop into that so we don't pick the Chiefs to cover. But do you think the Titans have enough to actually win this game outright? I, I actually do. I, I actually do. You doing yeah. it? I, I do. Yeah. I'm doing it too. I'm going to go Tennessee as well. Yeah, all right. <laughs> I'm, oh. I'm put. I'm putting you down. It's official. We're both going <laughs> Tennessee over the Chiefs. Look, if this happens, if Tennessee actually pulls up, which on paper, I guess, A, they have more wins, but the Chiefs are favored and it's the Chiefs, right? Yeah. If this game happens, the Titans go to five and two. The Chiefs are three and four. 
Now, when the Chiefs were like one and two and then like two and three, it was kind of this like, oh, yeah, but it's the Chiefs. It's the Chiefs. Yo, we're six, seven games in, and the Chiefs might be under 500. I know it's the Chiefs, man, but you look, you know, you and me are big-time Chargers fans, big-time Herbert guys. The Raiders aren't going anywhere. The Broncos have played pretty decently if they can stay healthy. There's no guarantee that the Chiefs just win this division. I assume they'll make the playoffs, but this is a huge one, man. So we'll see what happens. We're both going Tennessee. I like it. All right, let's move on here to the Falcons and the Dolphins. The Dolphins coming back from the London upset from the Jags, getting their first win, and the Falcons coming off of a bye. So they're fresh. Falcons have had a tough season so far. We know the struggles for Matt Ryan without Julio Jones over his career. Calvin Ridley has not been Calvin Ridley yet. Missed the London game due to personal reasons, so he hasn't played in two weeks. Kyle Pitts finally blew up out in London, but it wasn't it didn't hit the like the tip of the iceberg yet. I, I think I think we're, we're we have more of the mountain to climb there, which is exciting. And Cordero Patterson has been absolutely on fire. Uh, when he had his real big blow up game, I want to give you a shout out quick. You did have him as your start of the week um, in the in the commission playbook, which we rep every week here. It's a free playbook that everybody writes down over at the commission you can get it every tuesday helps you with waivers helps you set your lineups trade talk whatever go get it sign up on their website um so cordero Patterson's on fire too i know you're a big mike davis guy preseason too that's kind of that ship has sailed unfortunately um and on the dolphin side Tua played well but not well enough they lose to the jags with the last second field goal and which wide receivers are, are actually playing for the Dolphins? Jalen Waddle with Tua has been on fire here. Do you trust him? Do you trust Mike Gesicki, Miles Gaskin? So many question marks in this game here with the Falcons and Dolphins. Yeah, so we're going to jump over to the Falcons real quick. Uh, let's just say I was absolutely way off on Mike Davis. Not even close. Uh, to actually, you're not, the, you're not the only one, man. I personally faded him just because I didn't see the talent necessarily, and I thought they'd bring somebody in. I didn't think it would be their kick returner being the number one running back. But nonetheless, I mean, there was a lot of people drafting him in the middle rounds because of the opportunity. Unfortunately, the efficiency just isn't there. Yeah, I, I completely agree. It's also the narrative of the 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 coach that's, that's kind of at the helm of the Falcons coming over from Titans. So you expect that he's going to have that kind of same game flow as, as the Titans had. But obviously that is not the case in Cordell Patterson is just an absolute ball hog. Um, but it comes down to, to Calvin Ridley. Obviously, he's, he's uh, kind of not producing the way as people thought. Cal Pitts, he, he's going to be that dude. I mean, the Falcon, the Dolphins' defense is, is not great. The Falcons are relying on their pass game because Mike Davis just is not doing the job. Um, as far as the Dolphins, I don't think people actually expected Tua to actually play that well. Um, and as far as him and Jalen Waddle, I think Kelly had him – Kelly Phoenix had him in uh, as her uh, start of the week. So mm-hmm. congrats to her, and, and she uh, put the nail on the head right there. And Jacecki, I mean, he personally for me, let's kind of get back to where he drafted. I wanted the Patriots to draft Jacecki, but mm. that's a whole different story. Um, I mean, he, he's lighting it up. He's playing well, and he's just getting that targets. As for the, the pick I'm going to go with the Falcons. Falcons here, two-and-a-half-point favorite. Off of the bye on the road in Miami. I thought that was interesting. 47 and a half over under, not very high there. Um, just just curious. We do a straight up pick them. You're going to go with the Falcons. I'm just curious. You take the over under on 47 and a half. Um, I hate Vegas so much. I'm no gonna... defense here, man. The, the, uh, the only, the, the, the Dolphins came in with one of those like sneak attack, really good secondaries. Yeah. Howard's hurt. They're beat up. They have no pass rush. Uh, there's no defense in this game here. 
Yeah, I'm going to go with the over. Or over 47 and a half. It's a it's safer bet. Wow. And just to make sure you're going with the Falcons off the bye? Correct. All right, my man. Let's move on here to your New England Patriots hosting the New New Jersey Jets here. One and four Jets off the bye. Two and four Patriots. Patriots touchdown favorite here. Seven points, 42 and a half. That's horrendous <laughs> over <laughs> under in this game. Um Jets off the bye, as I mentioned, Bill absolutely destroys rookie quarterbacks. Last time they played four turnovers. Corey Davis was completely shut out in this game. Mac Jones played pretty decently. I expect a big game from Damian Harris running the ball. I mean, I know you're taking the Patriots to win the game here, but for fantasy, is there anybody on the Jets at all that you think has a chance with just the history of what Bill does to rookies, what the Patriots did overall to the Jets in the first meeting, and on the Patriots side, what do we do with that backfield? There's there's some murmurs of my man Ramondre Stevenson, so I'm worried if he's going to take up too much work from uh, Damian Harris. Yeah, so to your first question, is there anybody that you can start for the Jets? I mean, we're going into week seven, six teams on the bye. If you have to start Corey Davis, then then go ahead, right? But, <laughs> but, but starting with caution, right? I mean, that's at least I'm doing that, and I don't feel comfortable at all. Uh, but as far as anyone else, I mean, Jameson Crowder, again, yeah, maybe a wide receiver four, depending how deep your 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 starting lineup is. I wouldn't feel comfortable. Zach Wilson, no, you can throw him in the trash. He doesn't know his ass from his elbow. Um, and then for Michael Carter, no, probably wouldn't start him either. Now let's go on to the Patriots. Uh, you said something about Damian Harris and Ramondre Stevenson. I would, Damian Harris is a sure lock. As as a uh, plug him in right into your starting running back, he is he is the workhorse on that team, mm. and it's basically if he needs a he needs a little breather. Mondre Stevenson's a great uh, a great running back to to plug in, but I wouldn't start Mondre Stevenson just because of the fact that he has been getting a lot of um, carries. And as far as Mac Jones, I mean, I think uh, people have, I think he's uh, exceeded. I should say. Um, the role in which he is playing, considering he wasn't showing the volume in which like the week one and week two, and now he's actually starting to be in his own realm. And the, they're actually starting to trust him, mm-hmm. right? He throws a, a pick six, and then very next play, he's throwing a touchdown. So they're starting to, to rely on him more and trust him more and to uh, allow him to open up the field. So obviously I, I'm taking the Patriots on this one. I love that. And quick, quick note on, on Mac Jones here. We haven't talked about him a lot on the show because there's not really much to talk about yeah. for fantasy, but while you're here, I wanted to bring it up because, you know, we were talking preseason, of course you and me and the TCK boys and you and the commish boys and, and everybody, we're a big family. So we talk uh, behind the scenes constantly and uh, come draft day, NFL draft day, right? The Niners are up at number three and we were talking, I thought it would be Justin Fields ends up being Trey Lance, obviously. And then, you know, I, it could have been Mac Jones. And I kept saying, I don't hate the kid, but we already have Jimmy Garoppolo, who in my opinion is Mac Jones. So why have two of them? You were actually kind of feeling it. And of course the value made sense for you. So yeah, let's just take off your fantasy hat for just one second as a fan. And obviously 20 years of Tom Brady, like, I mean, it's insane, right? Uh, the kids, uh, the expectations on this kid and the shoes he has to fill is unsurmountable, but he's played pretty well. He's playing clean ball. And Chris has mentioned multiple times, Alex, this is Tom Brady's early career. Like, Bill didn't set him up to fail. It was like, look, don't lose games. Don't play stupid. We play defense. We run the ball. We'll get you a couple Ws, and we'll figure it out. 
as a fan of the Patriots, how are you feeling about Mac Jones so far? Do you like the pick? Do you regret the pick? Do you wish they went with another quarterback? Whatever, man, give it to me. Cause I know you were actually feeling it when a lot of people were fading him. Yeah. So, I mean, he's coming from Alabama um, and they kind of a, probably one of the better pro uh, style college football teams that, that it's basically that. like a farm system for the pros. Yeah, yeah ex- exactly. <laughs> um, and as, so as far as Mac Jones, I mean, so actually let's go back to Tom Brady when he was actually a first rookie, the league itself and the offense was strictly kind of just a run offense. It was not mm-hmm. a downfield offense in which it, it, it is now. So the way that Mac Jones is playing, I mean, I actually love it. The way they played against Tampa was very Tom Brady-esque. A lot of dumps, uh, dinks and dumps, and and he lived up to the hype, right? And I, I I like watching Mac Jones. I think that if it's kind of one bad play here and there that kind of bites them in the ass, and he's he'll be able to kind of regroup from that and grow and learn, and that's what it takes. I mean, he's only a rookie, and – to, to kind of compare him to Tom Brady, I mean, sure. my dude has six six rings, so <laughs> it's kind of it's kind of hard to compare him. But right now, he has a lot of room to grow, and I'm actually really excited. Yeah, and of course, I mean, I don't think anybody's legitimately ever going to compare <laughs> Mac Jones and Tom Brady. How, yeah. However, I, I think it's less about like the six rings and the the history of Tom, and it's more just the new kid come and like you know, again for the OGs here. Uh, you and I and, and guys who are around in the in the late 90s and early 2000s here to watch that Drew Bledsoe Brady switch. People forget that Drew Bledsoe was like a top notch hundred million dollar quarterback before he got hurt. Like he was not some some schmo that Brady took over for. Like this was a huge deal. And uh, he, you know, obviously Brady filled those shoes. So we'll see what Mac Jones does. It's awesome. Yeah. To just to, I like talking the fan side sometimes because you get a different you get a different perspective. Yeah. All right, we are going to get into the Panthers and the Giants, but before we do that, we're going to take just a quick break and give a shout-out here to our friends and sponsor at Carefactor. Alex and I will be back in just a couple minutes. Hey, TCK Potters and Fantasy Focus community. Are you looking for options for hair loss? There are many options out there for treating it. However, most products treat the cause, such as DHT, and don't do much to support the growth of new and stronger hair. It's like removing harmful weeds from your lawn, but not doing much to fertilize the grass. That's why the Fantasy Focus and TCK team has partnered with CaraFactor. CaraFactor saw this problem and focused their research on finding just the right combination of biosynthetic growth factors and an innovative delivery system to promote fuller, stronger looking hair. So whether you're a listener who suffers from various forms of alopecia or even stress-related hair loss, the Care Factor treatment is the perfect scalp-friendly solution that can help and influence stronger and healthy hair throughout all stages of the hair life cycle. And now, exclusively for TCK listeners, use the promo code TCK at checkout to get 15% off all products at shop.mycarefactor.com. That's shop.mykerefactor.com. Care Factor, skincare for hair. All right, let's get into the Panthers and the Giants. Panthers are three and three here. Unfortunately, they started at three and zero. Christian McCaffrey goes down, and now they're zero and three. They got the Giants coming up next, one and five on the season. Panthers three point road favorites, forty three over under. Again, a very low score there for the Panthers. Man, it's really been you know three games. My man Sammy D was on fire. Christian McCaffrey was Christian McCaffrey. DJ Moore was 
blowing up. I mean, the Panthers defense was like number one in the league for a month. And then CMC goes down. They have to change the entire offense and it goes nuts. On the other side with the Giants, Saquon can't stay healthy. None of these wide receivers can stay healthy. Kadarius Toney blows up and then he gets hurt right away. We can't count on Daniel Jones as much as, you know, we're all rooting for Chris to get that right. Um, <laughs> it's been it's been a struggle. He has nobody to throw to in his defense. He is playing protective football, which is good for him. But this is a tough one, man. I think there was much bigger expectations on turnaround. And, you know, it's still early. We're seven or six games in, I should say. But uh, it's been a letdown on both of these franchises here, especially how hot the Panthers started. How do you feel about Carolina and uh, New York here? Yeah, so I, I feel extremely comfortable with, with the Panthers uh, as far as the players that they have with DJ Moore. Um, and honestly, Chuba Hubbard, he's kind of filling in that role pretty well. Obviously, I mean, they're 0-3 without Christian McCaffrey. But to an extent, I mean, Chuba Hubbard is not Christian McCaffrey. So, like I said, I mean, he's kind of, he's a very suitable back to, to plug into your roster um, for now until CMC comes back. Um and DJ Moore, I mean, that man's obviously he's just he's the number one guy on that team. He's taking up all the targets. Um, and then for the Giants, I mean, Daniel Jones come back down to earth. Chris was partially right for the first half of the season. Now he's partially wrong. So my man got concussed, and he's like, "Wow, this is actually what football feels like." And uh, and as far I mean, <laughs> I don't I don't who's actually the the backup running back for that team? Is it still no? It's not. He's, he's Booker Devontae Booker? Booker. Gotcha. Um, maybe for, if you want to plug in Devontae Booker as a, as a, a flex, don't feel comfortable playing him, but, and like you said, Daniel Jones has absolutely no one to play for, um, uh, throw to, and then the over and under, I'm going to go with the, I'm going to go with the actually over 43. Ooh. Yeah. I'm going to do it. I like that feeling, feeling a little more offense in this game. I'm going to go with Carolina here. Who are you picking? I'm going Carolina. All right. I'm going to go Carolina here as well. Again, a reminder, I know everyone's feeling the bye weeks, but just to let you know what running backs are actually out, Najee Harris, Austin Eckler, James Robinson, Dalvin Cook, Zeke Elliott, all out this week. And then Zach Moss, who's a lower-level running back, but nonetheless, he's been a streaming starter. So you might have a guy like Devontae Booker with Saquon out who is your RB1, your RB2 this week. I mean, you don't really have another option there. So yeah. Uh, Scary, scary times here for um, the Giants and, and hopefully uh, for New York fans, they can turn it around. Yep. Okay, let's move on here to the not-so-bungles and the Ravens. Yo, man, um, I expected a, a big turnaround here in year two for Joe Burrow with the Bengals, but I wasn't even expecting this, man. Like, Jamar Chase had a tough spring, you know, uh, early summer, I should say, dropping balls, whatever people were worried about. It comes back with a vengeance. Joe Mixon when getting the work has been fine. He's actually a trade-away target for me, which I mentioned earlier this week because I just don't like the efficiency. But four and two Bengals going up against the five and one Ravens. Yo, this this has got to be the game of the week, in my opinion, for NFL terms. Ravens, six and a half point favorites at home. I think that's a little steep, to be honest with you, in division. 47 over under. I would take the over on that. I think these guys are going to be able to run it. I think it's going to be close. It might even be a field goal or overtime in this game here, Jamar Chase is the number one wide receiver, and I hate it. I mean, my boy T. Higgy, that's my dude, but he's <laughs> not the number one. It's Jamar Chase, Tyler Higby, and then um, – or T. Higgins, excuse me, and then Tyler Boyd uh, with a distant number three. And question, rest of season, now just six targets in his debut as a rookie. 
And Hollywood Brown's been absolutely on fire so far. But rest of season, Alex, in yep. redraft, who would you rather have, Rashad Bateman or Hollywood Brown? Oh, Hollywood Brown all day. Mm-hmm. It's not even it's not even close. I mean, he this was kind of what we expected from him last year. And obviously that that wasn't the case. But now, I mean, we're Lamar Jackson, I mean, this guy's on another planet right now. And teams aren't just teams are not figuring him out when they thought they did. Um and he, his passing game is elite. His running game is elite. And it partially, honestly, could be because of the two running backs that went hurt, Gus Edwards and J.K. Dobbins. And now they have to rely on Lamar Jackson even more, which is why Mark Andrews and Marquise Brown is absolutely blowing up. Absolutely. And for the are you are you riding the Joe Mixon? I can't talk to Chris about Joe Mixon, right? Like it just—he <laughs> and I have been on like this three-year argument about Joe Mixon, so it's—I can't keep it um, sensible with him. So I just let it go. Uh, I'll pull in a third party here. Are you Team Mixon or are you Team Trade him away while while the getting's good? I mean, at, at this point, what else could could you honestly get for him? You need. You need to have that starting running back with the, the with the work with the full workhorse load, right? Um, I honestly would keep him just because of the sheer volume, right? And that's honestly my take. And he's honestly playing well this year. I mean, every single time Mixon has a bad game or one bad drive, or oh, there's Chris. Mixon's shut up, Chris. Oh my god. Enough. Um, <laughs> so okay, so hypothetical situation. You're you're yep. sitting good. Right now, you're six and zero, five and one, even four and two in fantasy. Yeah, you have Joe Mixon and whoever else, and you've been doing well so far. I, I personally, and I want to get your thoughts on this. I personally, if I had Joe Mixon and I'm four and two or better, I would look to move Joe Mixon to get one of Najee Harris, James Robinson. Even that's probably a wash, but Najee Harris, Austin Eckler, Dalvin Cook, or uh, Zeke Elliott, and of course, with Dalvin Cook, probably especially, you're going to have to throw in another piece. Yeah, but I would take a guy on a buy if somebody else is say three and three or two and four or something. They need a win this week. Joe Mixon will help him this week. None of these other running backs I just mentioned will because they're on a buy. Would you sacrifice that open spot to get maybe an upgrade at running back with Joe Mixon if you can afford the loss? And I know everyone always says like, oh, you just take the L and move on. It's fantasy football, dude. You might end up winning the shit anyway. Yeah, like what? What do you want to do long term? Would you trade Mixon to try to upgrade, but eat that spot with somebody on the buy, or would you just hold Mixon? And because you're right, other than those guys, you can't get Henry. CMC, CMC, Saquon's out. Um, you can't really go up other than these four or five guys who are on a buy. Yeah, so I actually like the the takes of Najee Harris and, and Austin Eckler. Um, Najee Harris has been absolutely unbelievable this year. Uh, I don't think anybody expected him to to play the role in which he is, especially in the passing game, because they're not really honestly doing anything much in the, the running game. But we've we've seen this from previous running backs on this team with, with Le'Veon Bell. Big Ben loves him some running backs. Uh, so I would tr- trade Joe Mixon for Najee Harris and uh, Austin Eckler. So I, I like that, yeah. I left one out too, and I think there's, there's mixed emotions on this one. Alvin Kamara. You're either team Alvin Kamara like I am, or you're like, yeah, but the Saints are terrible. I don't know about the workload. He's not getting the targets, whatever. How do you feel about Alvin Kamara coming off of the bye, right? Hasn't quite been that number three. Would you go Mixon or Kamara rest of season? I think I would go I, – I, I think I would go Mixon. Uh, I don't – Oof. 
I don't know. That's a, it's a tough one. I think I'd yeah. go Mixon. Okay. All right. That's that's kind of that that area of, of where yeah. I think you can make a trade if you want to. I've had a lot of questions about Joe Mixon, so I wanted to get another <laughs> opinion on that. All right, man, let's move on here. Uh, sorry, let me get your pick on that one. I'm going Ravens at home, but pretty much only because they're home. If this game was in Cincinnati, I might lean to the Bengals, actually, but I am going to go with the Ravens at home. See, I honestly think I would go Ravens both home or away. So that's me. Okay, there you go. All right, let's move on to the Eagles and the Raiders. Eagles are two and four. Raiders are four and two. Raiders field goal favorite at home, 49 over under. Big win last week uh, for the Raiders post the Gruden saga. Uh, we're not going to talk about all that stuff, but I was quite surprised on how the Raiders came out and dominated, frankly, last week. A good Denver team on the road in Denver. Raiders showed up and played really well. My boy Kenyon Drake showed up two touchdowns. I still hold that Kenyon Drake is better than Josh Jacobs if they each got 20 carries a game, but that's just my take. Ertz traded from the Eagles to the Cardinals. We'll bring up the Cardinals here in just a little bit. But Dallas Goddard now getting that number one tight end opportunity we've been waiting for for a couple of years. And Ertz has been in and out with injuries, but like it's always that like, well, Ertz is coming back. I don't want to trade for him. But Ertz is gone. It's yeah. Dallas Goddard now. He was on the COVID uh, protocols IR last week, cleared it, should play this week. It's the Dallas Goddard show. It's Goddard and Devontae Smith. That's about it in the past game. I don't believe in Miles Sanders. So how are, there's a lot of questions here. Do you think the Raiders can keep it going here? Do you, are you playing Josh Jacobs? Because I'm out. I've been out all season long. Playing Josh Jacobs, you take a flyer on Kenyon Drake with all these running backs out. On the other side, are you looking to trade for, or if you have them, trade while the the you know the idea is hot on Dallas Goddard, or are you just going to ride the wave there? Because now you hypothetically have at least a top eight tight end, probably top six weekly. Yeah, so I'm honestly on the same wave as you as far as Josh Jacobs. You can kick rocks. I'm, I'm on the same uh, Kenyon Drake is, is that dude back there. Um, and for uh, Dallas Goddard, I mean, I I would trade for him because tight ends right now are slim pickings. Yep. And now that Zach Ertz is gone, uh, taking – I mean, Miles Sanders isn't getting any targets. Those targets are going to Zach Ertz, I mean, uh, Dallas Goddard and Devontae Smith, and that is it. And Kenny Gainwell um, a little bit, yeah. Yeah, exactly, and Kenny Gainwell. Um, but I would trade for Dallas Goddard. Like I said, tight ends are very extremely hard to come by. They always are for some reason. I have absolutely no idea why. Um, but yeah, so so and for my my pick, you might be shocked, but I'm gonna go with the Eagles on this one. Okay. Awesome. I, I want to go the Eagles just because I'm I'm anti-Raiders. I grew up across the bridge and I'm a 49er yeah. fan, so I don't I don't root for the Raiders. Uh, but the Raiders really showed me something last week. Um going sure. up into Denver into uh, a hostile environment, in division, yada, yada, on the road. But with all the Gruden shit going on, yes. I thought Derek Carr was straight up going to fold. I'll just say it. And he didn't. He played well. The defense, dude, this is the difference. The Raiders haven't had a defense since, like, the Super Bowl in 02. Yeah. They have a great pass rush. They have a solid secondary. And I like Jalen Hurts for fantasy, but NFL purposes, I'm worried. If he makes a couple turnovers and Derek Carr keeps the ball – this one could get ugly fast in Las Vegas there. And Philly is going pretty much all the way across the country to play this game here. So I'm going to take the Raiders, but you are going to go Philly. Yeah. And uh, Jordan, of course, will like that. He's our inside Philly fan. <laughs> all right, let's get into this next one here, man. Now, a lot of storylines. I think it's going to be a lot of fun to talk about this game pregame and then probably five minutes into actual action. This one's going to be ugly and over quickly. Matt Stafford and Jared Goff revenge games. They were traded for each other 
early this season, as we know, in a bunch of picks as well. 0-6 Lions. And this is weird to say, Alex, but this has got to be the best 0-6 team in NFL history. Straight up. <laughs> they, they, they haven't won a game yet, but they have been in every single game for at least a half, three quarters. And um, Chris said it last week. They just straight up don't have the talent to hang. It's like you get these low-level schools you yep. know who play the Alabama or Oregon or 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 LSU and and you know they just collect the money for tuitions and shit to get their <laughs> ass kicked by sixty. They know what's going to happen, but that team, Appalachian State, Appalachian State, uh, a few years ago versus Michigan, you get these upsets because the teams come out hot for about a quarter and a half, yep. but they just can't hang talent wise. That's kind of where the Lions are at at zero and six. The Rams five and one, um, fifteen point favorite at home. Uh, that's a Buccaneers over under uh, 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 line there, and then you have a fifty and a half over under. Man, that's a huge, that's a huge mark. I mean, they're expecting the they're expecting the Lions to score. I mean, shit, almost thirty points in this game. I don't see it against that that Rams defense. I unless got or unless Stafford goes off for forty of his own points, um, I don't see this one getting to fifty personally. But a lot of storylines here. But you start your studs on the Rams side. That includes Woods. That includes Higby, in my opinion. Henderson, of course. Question about Sony Michelle. Are you willing to start him with all these running backs out? And on the Lions, Hawkinson, you start. Goff, you might have to, especially in Superflex. Anybody else you're willing to start on the Lions? Yeah, so actually. I mean, DeAndre Swift. Sorry, obviously, but uh, <laughs> Jamal Williams, maybe. Yeah, so actually going uh, on to the Lions, my start of the week is Amon St. Brown. Woo! That's my start of the week, mainly because of the amount of volume he's been getting uh, the past two weeks. I mean, I think it was nine-plus targets uh, in week five and in week six with Quintus Cephas out and Tyrell Tyrell Williams out. Now, this is going back to all the bye weeks, right? You're looking for that wide receiver or that player that is getting volume. And when volumes happen, they produce. It's simple as that. Right, unless they're going three for three with a touchdown, but that's kind of not what you what you want to look for. You want to look for the volume. You want to look for the targets and the receptions. Uh, I don't care if a player gets five receptions for fifty yards. I mean, that's still ten points. I mean, considering what what league you're playing for, right? Especially with the amount of bye weeks that are happening. Um, and as far as the Rams, yeah, you're gonna start out start all your 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 studs, Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, um, and then the over and under. Yeah, this is an under for me. I do not see the Lions producing that much points. There's, I don't see where the points are going to come by. Because honestly, for me, Jared Goff might be out by the third quarter because that's how much of a spanking they're going to get. Yeah, and I'm I'm worried about the I'm worried about the just six. Although the Lions' offensive line has been much better than it has been over the years with Panay Sewell and everything, but yep. they've had they've had trouble. And Aaron Donald obviously is an issue. And then that secondary, <laughs> I just don't see it happening. Um. Another guy I'm a little bit worried about, top-tier running backs, that I just um, – it's hard to trade him away. I get it. I don't want to just fade every good player or whatever. But uh, DeAndre Swift, man, I love the talent, but the situation's weird. And he's always kind of like, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God, fourth quarter accidental touchdown. <laughs> and, like, yeah. you're getting blown out by 20 and he scores. So you're like, Whew. you know, but, like, <laughs> I don't know, man. It just – it makes me kind of makes me kind of nervous. Yeah, All right. I'm right there Good. with you. Yeah. All right. We got three games left to get into. Before we do that, I'm going to give another shout out here. So I'm going to put a give Alex a water break here. We'll be back in just a second here. I'm going to give a shout out to our good friends at the Jersey Jungle. 
Are you a merchandise maniac or Jersey junkie like myself? You need to check out the Jersey jungle. They handle their business on Instagram at the Jersey jungle. You can use a promo code TCK for 10% off of one or two jerseys, 15% off of three or more jerseys. Now, if you've been watching the show for this season or a couple seasons, you know that my backdrop, if you're streaming live with us on video, you know my backdrop is always a couple of jerseys. Those jerseys are coming from the Jersey Jungle. They're high-quality stitch and twill jerseys. I collect NFL jerseys, but I'm also a baseball guy so i have baseball jerseys as well i collect hall of fame jerseys i have a jackie robinson i have a ken griffey jr i have a willie mays jersey i got a shohei otani jersey as well because the guy has been absolutely on fire go get yourself a jersey basketball baseball hockey football college they got rookies as well home away they have customs they have camouflage whatever you're feeling retro jerseys from any sport go hit up the jersey jungle on instagram dm the jersey jungle Use the promo code TCK for 10% off of one or two jerseys, 15% off of three jerseys. These are already half price that you're going to find on the websites. They're high quality stitch and twill game authentic jerseys. Go check them out. The Jersey Jungle on Instagram. All right, let's move on here to our final couple of games. Texans and Cardinals. Yikes. This one might get ugly here quickly as well. One in five Texans going into Arizona. 6-0 and Cardinals, the only undefeated team in the NFL, best record in the NFL. The Cardinals, 17-and-a-half-point favorite. Alex, this is the third game over double digits. Oh, my God. I, I, feel, <laughs> I feel like I'm watching, like, a local, like, Oregon versus, like, Colorado, you know, Tech or something. Like, it's just outrageous, these NFL spreads this year. And what's crazy is like they're all getting covered, which is insane. <laughs> 47 and a half over under. So huge spread for the Cardinals, but only 47 and a half points. The implied total there for the Texans, not looking good. J.J. Watt and DeAndre Hopkins revenge games, if you believe in that. Of course, both of them with the Cardinals, or excuse me, with the Texans for many years coming over to the Cardinals here. So with the Cardinals, man, you start your studs. Now we're going to talk about Zach Hurts. Right. Max Williams came in, you know, he was doing well and he got hurt season ending injury. So they bring in Zach Ertz. He's not who he was a couple years ago for fantasy, but now he's healthy. Hopefully he is going to be prime. Max Williams was getting work there. I think he's an automatic plug in. I want to get your thoughts on that. Nuke, you start. AJ Green has been effective. He's been reliable. Christian Kirk is hit or miss. Um, and this running backs, man. Edmonds, under 10 fantasy points the last two weeks here. I've been fading him all summer long. James Conner is the one scoring the touchdowns. He's got that Kenyon Drake role that I had mentioned last year. And then on the Texans side, it's Brandon Cooks or bust here. So how do you feel about the Texans and the Cardinals? Yeah, so as far as the the, the Cheese Almonds and the James Conners, you got you to gotta go with that upside and go with Conners if you're kind of uh, in between the fact of, of those two running backs. Um, and as far as Zach Ertz, so actually last week in my home league, um, I picked up Zach Ertz because Dallas Gardner was was out, knowing that he, actually not even knowing that he was going to get traded, right? So it's kind of like, all right, I I kind of won on the fact that Zach Ertz actually produced, and now that he's going to the Cardinals, he's the the number one tight end on that team, right? Um, so it's kind of like a win-win situation. As far as starting Zach Ertz, yes, I would plug him. 
because tight ends are hard to come by this week. Um, actually, this season, I should say. Uh, and as like like you said with with the Texans, the only guy you got to start is, is Brandon Cooks, and that is it. Yep, I agree there. All right, so I put you down for the Rams and the Cardinals. I assume those are your picks for the last two games. They're over the Lions and the Texans. Correct. In those two games, Alex, I want to read this really quickly. The Rams and the Cardinals are a combined eleven and one. The Lions and Texans are a combined one and eleven. Oh my god! Yikes! Gross. Yeah, that's yikes. Gross. Gonna get ugly there. All right, let's hope for a closer game here on Sunday Night Football. My 49ers coming off of a bye, going up against the Colts, who are 2-4, and four, but they've played pretty competitive. Uh, they should have beat the Ravens the other night. They they A couple weeks ago, they had a couple of uh, good opportunities, just kind of slipped through their hands a little bit. 2-4 and four for the Colts. My Niners are 2-3, and three, of course, one less game with the bye week there. Niners are four-point favorites at home. I like to see that from Vegas, but... I don't, for some reason, that doesn't feel right to me, unfortunately. 44 over under. Again, the Niners coming off of a bye there for the Colts. Carson Wentz has been playing quite well for fantasy football. Uh, over 400 yards against the Ravens. Jonathan Taylor, 83-yard rush last week, his career high. Playing well. Michael Pittman playing well there. Mo Ali Cox is a streaming tight end as well. And and T.Y. Hilton may or may not be healthy enough to play this game. I want to see if you're interested in him. And then on the 49ers side, coming off that bye week, they're going to go with Jimmy. Trey is, quote-unquote, hurt. Keep me, keep me away from 49er talk right now. <laughs> but Jimmy Garoppolo is going to get the start again. Fine. Debo's in. Brandon Ayuk's in. Kittle's still on the IR. Um, Mitchell should be back in. Elijah Mitchell. Trey Sermon's around still. Uh, it, it's... It seems like fantasy gold with the 49ers, but, man, unfortunately, just watching the team, I don't see big numbers coming from Jimmy. I like Elijah Mitchell. I like Debo Samuel. I'm probably going to stop it from there. I like Wentz, and I like Pittman if you need to stream him, and I like JT, of course. But Naheem Hines, Hilton, um, Brandon Ayuk, can you trust any of these artillery guys? Yeah, so uh, for the Colts, obviously, I mean, John the Taylor, Michael Pittman, Carson Wentz. As far as Naheem Hines, I mean, you could – uh, put him as a, a, a flex play. I mean, don't don't expect much uh, unless this game turns into Carson Wentz need, needing to throw the ball, right? Um, instead of the Colts kind of doing a little bit of game control, then it's obviously JT. Now, as far as the 49ers, on the Bets podcast, I actually had the Colts winning this game Ooh. thinking that – sorry, I'm sorry, I know. Yeah, that's that's uh, all the time we have for tonight, man. Thanks for coming <laughs> on. I appreciate you. <laughs> uh, Thinking that Trey Lance was going to play. Yeah. So, meaning that I think Jimmy G gives him a little bit better of a chance to win. Uh, for the sheer fact that he's been, he's a veteran in this league. He knows the offense. Um, as far as Brandon Ayuk, Debo Samuel, Ayuk, hopefully he's he's going to get out of the doghouse. I mean, maybe get his head out of his ass. Uh, Debo Samuel, this dude's lights out right now. He, you have to start him. Uh, it's a shame with George Kittle. Because the where everybody drafted him, the fourth, depending on your league, maybe the fourth round, third oh, round, third, third, I mean, second, even depending yeah. on your, yeah, exactly, second, third, uh, in the early rounds. I mean, he is he's just not producing. Um, but I think I'm gonna lean with the Colts here, even that Jimmy G is is uh is back. I'm sorry. You're gonna gonna stick with the so you have a chance here, right? So Commission yeah. Bets is coming out soon, but you've already recorded it. Like that one's locked and loaded. You have an opportunity to right your wrong here, Alex. So I'll give you one more chance. Niners, Colts, who's gonna win the game? 
Yeah, I'm going to go with the Colts. <laughs> Sticking to your guns. I like it. Right. Fair enough, man. Of course, I got to go with my Niners here. Um, now, this is strange, and four is not much wiggle room. I don't know that they win this game by four points. Like a field goal, maybe it's 24-23, something, you know, uh, something close like that, man. 23-20, something close. I don't see any team running away with it. There's enough defense in this game. Uh, so I'll take the maybe like the Colts to cover or the Colts to to you know jump into that that four points, but I do like the Niners to win the game outright. All right, here's our final game here. We got Beach finally jumping in here. I know it took you a while, bro, to get your picks in. I'll knock those out here for you as well. Finally, we got the Monday night football game, Saints and Seahawks. Saints off the bye here at three and two. Seahawks coming in at two and four. The Saints five point road favorites going into Seattle. That's a brutal place to go, man. And, you're, and they're going cross country the other way. They're going south to north, which you don't see very often, but they are going cross country. That's a long road trip for them to go into the 12s, into Seattle. I live up here in Seahawk country, unfortunately, and it's legit, man. It's loud. It's it's aggressive. That's going to be a hostile environment for Jameis there. What do we do with Tyler Lockett? I'm all, I'm all DK, and I think everybody else is too, but do you trust Tyler Lockett here going in over these options? Again, you have the Pittsburgh – uh, wide receivers out. You have um, Stephon Diggs out. You have Allen and Williams out. You have uh, Jefferson and Thielen. You have all of the Cowboys out as well. You may not have a choice here to start Tyler Lockett, but are you confident starting Tyler Lockett? And for the Saints, are you good to are you good to throw out any of the options other than Alvin Kamara for that offense? Uh, so as far as Tyler Lockett, I feel like this is kind of the the Tyreek Hill kind of situation, right? In early games for the for the for the Chiefs, they weren't using Tyreek Hill at all, right? I get that the they were tri- probably triple covering him, whatever the case is, but you need to put the ball into your playmaker's hands, regardless of what that looks like. That needs to happen. And as far as Tyreek Lockett, even with Geno Smith in the game, they need to find a way to get Tyreek Lockett in the game. Um, because he he's he is a great wide receiver, he's a great baller, um, and yeah. So I think I would I think you kind of have to trust uh, Tyler Lockett as far as main, mainly because of the sheer fact that they're probably going to be losing this game, right? The, and as far as the the running backs, I'm not. I believe Alex Collins, um, he's questionable this week, but he's also another late streaming running back that maybe you can pick off waiver wires if he's still there and hope to God that he plays because like I said, I mean, bye weeks are, are, are in effect and injuries are, are in effect. And as far as the saints, honestly, I don't think there's anybody else than Alvin Kamara. Maybe if you want to start Jameis Winston and hopefully he throws five touchdowns like he did against, <laughs> against us, uh, against the Patriots, but you know, so yeah. And as, as far as the pick them, you gotta go, you gotta go with the saints. Got to go with the Saints. I agree. We're going to go with the Saints there. All right. That wraps up our uh, week seven game previews. And I know Beach just chimed in here. Uh, Alex, we have a we have a uh, follower here on Twitch who comes in every single week and runs the predictions, score predictions with us every single week. So we, uh, we'd love to have that. So we're keeping track as well. Beach, always appreciate you. We also have another couple uh, comments in here. I want to throw by you here, Alex, before we get into our second episode. This is from 510. 
coming up on Twitch here. I want to run this by you here quick, and then we'll Jeez. get out of here for our TCK listener league. Question here. A player in my league has Aaron Jones, Cordero Patterson, Najee Harris, and James Robinson. Okay, two of those guys on by, Najee Harris and James Robinson. Should I try to bundle a trade of Christian McCaffrey and someone else for two of those players? He seems like he needs a wide receiver, and I have Woods I can give up. So essentially, we're looking at CMC and Woods, at least, for two of those players. Alex, earlier in the show, we talk about maybe going after attacking players on a bye week if you can afford to take you know that l if you end up getting it and grabbing a running back like Najee harris or james robinson for that open space so would you take cmc who again is on ir but the upside the upside and robert woods try to package those and go after one of these guys or two of them if so realistically who would you go after and who do you think you can get yeah, so if I was the guy that had Aaron Jones, Patterson, Harris, and Robinson, I would not do this trade. Now, if I was the person with CMC and Woods, yes, I would definitely attempt it because this guy who has all these stud running backs is sitting extremely comfortable right now. I can only imagine how well he's doing. Um, with CMC and Woods, I, I would probably look at maybe a Cordell Patterson, James Robinson. I don't think you're going to get an Aaron Jones, Najee Harris because – they're just playing lights out. Granted, I mean, Cordell Patterson is is kind of going bonkers right now. Uh, yeah, I probably those two players, probably Cordell Patterson and James Robinson, I would probably look at. Um, or you could go CMC and Woods for Najee, right? And and kind of just stick it at that. I couldn't have said that any better. I agree 100% with what you said. You either go CMC and Woods for either Aaron Jones or Najee Harris, or you go both those guys for maybe James Robinson and Patterson, but you're not going to get Najee Harris plus somebody or Aaron yep. Jones plus somebody. Because look, man, CMC is CMC, but not when he's injured. Yep. It doesn't matter who you are. If you're not playing, you're not playing. And the problem is we did this last year. He was injured and like, oh, he's coming back this week. Actually, he's not. And then he has a setback. And yo, we're on like, you know, four weeks here of, you know, maybe a week injury. Um, which is a problem, obviously. So 5-0, we would uh, stay pat there. So I appreciate you jumping in. Fragger coming in with some Thursday night football talk. Picked up Dearness Johnson. Well done. All right, y'all. We have Alex Benavides sitting in for his brother, Christopher Benavides, this week. We just went over the week seven game predictions here. We're going to wrap this one up. We're going to come back in just a couple of minutes here for the TCK Listener League roster rundowns. We'll be right back. For my man, Alex Benavides, I'm your host, Sky Guasco. We are out of here. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.